Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Or should we say Ethel and Steve in the morning? Good morning from Moody Radio. Dr. Idelnik's in Israel. So today, you need to get in touch with Dawn and Steve to answer. Well, maybe Ethel answer the questions. <laughs> We're going to put Ethel on the spot, huh? Ethel! Ethel P. Savage, a.k.a. Don Ray May, back in studio today. Kind of you to visit us this morning. Yeah, I do. Almost feel like a visitor. No uh, kidding. Appreciate you making an appearance. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Autographs, <laughs> coffee. Where, did anybody bring the donuts? Uh, no, I'm still no. trying to avoid those. Yeah. Good. Ethel doesn't point. want any either. Yeah? Yeah. I had cookies made for the for the um, I want to say staff because now I'm back here the actors? Uh, for the yeah for the cast and I have mine but I have not yet eaten it mainly because I haven't taken a picture of it. Uh, okay. it's, it's real, but yes, I, I avoided somebody brought cupcakes in yesterday. I avoided those. Um, I feel like there was one other thing that was brought in. I avoided those. I've been trying to hang in there. I have been too. Saturday morning at Bible study, one of the guys brought in good donuts, like oh. the good ones, you know. And I, I glanced in the box and just cringed and went, ah, "I want," but no, I didn't do it. Didn't so I'm still trying it. to do it as well. I've laid off the coffee for the most part, still consuming you know, like half of what I I used to. So that thing that we started like six weeks ago, yeah, I'm I'm saying I'm about ninety percent of the way there and continuing with it. I'm going to say eighty percent, yeah. Uh, okay. and, but here's my thing: you should have drunk more coffee last week with me not here. Well, I did drink a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I did not again did not make the second pot of coffee <laughs> once the first one was empty. <laughs> That was it. But your body's going to be sad today because I'm back and I'm holding my own with the coffee this morning. Well, I am glad that you are back. And uh, if that's the price I have to pay, I'll, I'll pay that price. Thank you. It that's is kind. good to have you back uh, out You know, much of the last two weeks because yeah. of play and people coming into town to see the play yeah. and all that. So yesterday was closing day. How are we doing today? Yeah. I there, There's just so much to that answer to that question. Part of me is really good because I'm now able to let that go because as long as Ethel P. Savage and her um, her lines are running through my head and the responsibility and privilege of being able to bring that character to life is so much there. It was so even the two days I was here last week, I don't feel like I was here except for embody. You know, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I I mean, it was a constant, yes, I'm here, but I still need to be all present for the weekend and the shows. I don't know how people do it. I think the more you do it, probably that muscle gets more exercise. For me, sure. this, was, this was so out of the norm, and I just felt this huge responsibility and didn't want to didn't want to abdicate any of that. So being here was great, but I just was only here physically. Letting that go so I could be fully present here, that's a good thing. Really good thing. But letting go of all the folks that I've gotten to meet over the last eight, nine weeks, Mm -hmm. that is hard. Knowing that I'm just now learning so many things about theater, letting that go, that's hard. So, yeah, it's a a both and this morning. Well, does that mean that you are going to jump back into theater? Do we have another show on the horizon? Not. 
not so much as I know. I I will say that I may have to kind of retract the statement of one and done because I'm just going to leave this open to the Lord. If he says, okay, here's the next one, I'll definitely go. I don't have anything, though, that I'm looking at going, oh, my next audition is going to be, mm-mm. There are a lot of these friends that are going to audition for a show that's coming up in the fall. However, the run of the show is during fall share. Ooh, that's a problem. That won't happen. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I've already, no, that's a no for me. Well, speaking of share, our spring share is yes. coming up next week. Yay. And if you're a longtime listener to Moody Radio, you know what share is all about. If you're not, if this is a relatively new thing for you, you've heard us talk a little bit about share, but like, what in the world is that? It's an opportunity for us to share with you the need and the stories, stories yes. of how God is using Moody Radio in the lives of the listeners, because that's one of the fun things. I was going to say. Is hearing back from you how maybe a, a Bible teacher's message, mm-hmm. how a song that was played, how a conversation that was had, God used that in your life to grow you in your relationship with him in some way. I mean, those stories never get old. Oh, no. So it's an opportunity for you to share those stories, for us to share those stories with you, and then to uh, share in meeting the financial need of keeping Moody Radio on the air because we are listener-supported. You know, when we give those testimonies, if you will, about what God has been at work doing, it is giving Him the glory. It is giving him the glory for how he uses a radio station, anybody who would be lifting up his name, and you as you listen and you learn more about who he is, and we just share those words together, see more of the share theme there, then that is just giving him the glory that he so deserves. If you do have a story, we're wanting to share that next week, 800 Five 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 seven eight nine eight, or you can post it through our Facebook page. That's Don and Steve in the morning. It's Monier, and the blue-haired Dawn is back. We can no longer put a spin on things. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Call 800-555-7898 to get in touch. Oh, please do, because I want to know if you've seen the movie Jesus Revolution. No. Well, a lot of people have. I, I will take this one little moment to say, yes, I realize Dr. Michael Rydelnik is not with us today. He's in Israel. And bless him, I was personally thankful that he sent the text to remind us, hey, I'm not going to be there this morning. I'm in Israel. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I would have caught on once I got here. But <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the bleary-eyed moments of waking up, I was thankful to see that reminder I know he's not going to be here this week or next week, again, due to this trip to Israel, but he will be back then after our spring share event, which kicks off next Tuesday. So we're keeping all the questions. If you've texted one in, we're going to keep it and we'll get those to him here very soon. But meanwhile, that 800 number to text or call 5-800-555-7898, still very, very useful this morning as you answer the question, have you seen the Jesus Revolution film and what did you think? Well, a lot of people have seen the uh, Jesus Revolution film because right now uh-huh. the uh, box office numbers are showing over 30 million in uh, ticket purchases right there. Wow. So they've uh, done more than 30 million right now, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, already opening million or uh, opening weekend, they had doubled um, what a lot of the outsiders looking in saying, oh, okay, we think that they're going to do X. 
I think, you know, we, we expect them to do maybe eight, nine sure. million dollars opening weekend. And they did like 18. But did these outsiders see the film before they it, made right, that? that? That's a good point. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people have been saying, well, there's some buzz, positive buzz. Uh, did very well opening weekend, held over in uh, so many theaters that right now they're looking at 30 million. Which is wow. fantastic. And and I know it's not all about the money, although when the money comes in, then you can tell more stories, more of God's right. story. And it just keeps the quality of the film up, which I was super impressed with what Kevin Downs and crew has done with this film. I could not get away, though, from the storyline. Just what God did in the 70s and how... Uh, basically it was a Jesus revolution. That was the the cover of Time magazine. Right. How this thing all got started in film is going back to what God did in that era that would have seemed hopeless, I think. A lot of church people would have said, this is a hopeless generation. Yeah. <laughs> and you even saw that portrayed in the film. And But God, and isn't that what Scripture says all throughout? I mean, I think of Romans, in the book of Romans, how many times... Is it said, but God? Yeah. We would be still in our sin. But Did you have God. a favorite character in the movie? Well, Kelsey Grammer. I have loved Kelsey Grammer yeah. for years in his work. And I've always just kind of had this, I don't know, soft spot in my heart for him because I know he's been through a lot of addiction, a lot of turmoil, a lot of loss. A lot of loss. Yeah. I just and I didn't even know all that about him. So like to say I was a fan it's a loose term. But when he was playing in this film, I thought, well that's going to be interesting. And of course he played Pastor Chuck Smith, yeah. which again I found fascinating because he gave the gospel so clearly and I'm like, "Huh. How does that work?" Now it, there's so many things that he's done as interviews saying, I will not apologize for this film. This is a significant work, probably the most significant work I've done in my career yep. as an actor. Not to mention, I just read an article last night that said, I, I'm a Christian. I yep. follow Jesus and I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. What? That's amazing. It, it is. And it's interesting you pick him. His character was my favorite oh. in the story as well. Because I think that there is an element of me that I saw in him sure. in that once you've known Jesus for a long time and you yeah. can kind of settle into what feels like a comfortable Christianity mm -hmm. and then you kind of get to this point of saying, where's God moving? I don't see him doing anything right now. I want him. I know he can. I whatever. And so when is he going to when is he going to show up and do something here? And you can feel like maybe the things that you're doing, you're banging your head against the wall and nothing's getting done. And you just you kind of see this in the character that Kelsey plays of Chuck Smith of being like, I, I'm playing my role as the pastor of this church. But where's God in the middle of all this? Mm -hmm. And then when God shows up, he shows up in a way that Kelsey Grammer or this character, Chuck Smith, does not expect. Oh, yeah. It rocks his uh, conservative world. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, he really wrestles and struggles with the fact that, well, I want God to move, but not like this. And then finally gets to the point of embracing, this is how God is moving, and I want to be a part of that. Yep. And I love the just the, the tension in that and the way that he finally gets, all right, if this is the way God's going to move, I'm in. Let's go. And uh, it's what, a beautiful. what a beautiful challenge. I think to those of us who maybe 
have been or even are in a season of life right now where you're like, where's God yep. in the midst of this? Yep. Is he going to show up? When? And when he does, if it's not how you yeah. expect, <laughs> are, you are we ready? willing to go? <laughs> are you uh-huh. ready to do that? It's Don and Steve in the morning. You're listening to Moody Radio. Forget the A-team. It's the AM team. Grab your coffee, grab your Bible. Hebrew words is where we're going to go. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning. And why that matters, the Hebrew words, because of Scripture and how it was originally written. Joining us to talk about that is an experienced teacher of Hebrew, Melissa Briggs. Melissa, thank you so much. You've even lived in Jerusalem, so it's a good thing you know Hebrew so that you can communicate there really well. And helping us... Us look at this season. We're in the Lent, Lenten season, heading in to Easter and the huge celebration of what Christ has done for us on the cross and the power of the resurrection. But today, today starts this holiday that a lot of us probably in the New Testament church don't even understand. Purim. You understand this as a teacher of the Hebrew language. What is Purim? Yes, Purim is actually a biblical holiday. We read about it in the book of Esther, and specifically in Esther chapter 9, it talks about how this is going to be a holiday that's going to be remembered through all the generations amongst the Jewish people, and it is a day that we remember the faithfulness of God as it played out in the book of Esther. All right, so how is it remembered and celebrated today? Well, this is one of the most joyous days in Uh, Jewish culture and in Israel today, it is a time that they remember the bad guy Haman and his plot to wipe out the Jewish people and the good guys, Queen Esther, who was so brave and who rose up and who God had appointed for such a time to speak out and be courageous and save her people. And so we, we remember that whole story. And in doing so today, Usually it entails dressing up in costumes, often as characters from the story of Esther. And it even talks about in Esther chapter nine, that it should be a time of celebration, of joy, of giving gifts of food and drink to friends, and especially of giving to the needy. And it is a time of celebration. When when folks get together in Israel now to celebrate Purim, you say we're giving gifts and you're dressing in costume. Do people come together? Like I was, <laughs> oh me of little education. Uh, when it comes to getting together, do you do this like we would at Thanksgiving or Easter? We get together with a few of our friends or family members, or are there tables in the streets and we're having big banquets? And what does it look like when we're celebrating with food? Oh yeah, well um, definitely families are going to be celebrating and bringing you know, really colorful gift baskets to their friends and to those less fortunate than themselves. And definitely the party comes out onto the street and people are in fun costumes and the weather is starting to uh, turn really nice in Israel this time of year. Um, Today actually starts is a day that the Jewish people fast in remembrance of the Uh, the way that Esther and the Jewish people in the time of the book of Esther fasted and asked the Lord for uh, their deliverance for a way out from this coming uh, genocide against them. And interestingly, though, it's not even a solemn fast. It's even the fast is meant to be celebratory, remembering that God really did answer their prayers. And then tonight at sundown starts the party of costumes and wonderful food with friends and family. So it is quite the sight to behold and a really fun one. 
No. And it, it even says in the book of Esther, chapter eight, the Jews had light and gladness, joy and honor. And uh, there's a little in the most recent season of The Chosen, they portray some uh, celebration of Purim. So you could look out for that in one of the later episodes of season three. You know, I, I can picture kids totally getting into this dressing up in costume. But it, does everybody do this, like the costumes and all that? Or is it uh, just the, the adults, too, or just the kids? Uh, I, w- I would say that it's probably more kids and young adults, but everybody's welcome to. And a big deal is coming to the synagogue and they read the whole story of Esther in a really fun way where every time you say the name of Haman, people boo and they have these noisemakers that they put off. And then anytime you say the name Mordecai or Esther, people cheer. And so it's a time you read through the book. I listened to the audio version of the book of Esther yesterday. It took about 45 minutes, but you can imagine as families are gathering together for the reading of God's word, and there's a a break the dozens and dozens of times you hear the name Haman or Mordecai, that uh, it it takes a little bit longer, but it's it's done in celebration and just awe of God's deliverance, of his faithfulness, of his goodness, of the way that he answers prayer, of the way that he uh, is, the way that he shows up when we most need him and when we ask him to. So I can picture every little girl wanting to dress up as Esther. How do little boys dress up? uh, You can dress up as Mordecai. You can dress up as Queen uh, King Artaxerxes, or um, as they call him in Hebrew, Ahasuerus. And it is a fun time. And then usually they have the children act out the story of Esther too. It's really a way to get the whole family involved and to teach the children God's word. They're yeah. teaching them the story of Esther, and it's we could learn a lot from that of making it more interactive uh, for our children to hear and remember God's word. Well, we're going to continue to talk about this holiday in uh, the moments we have together with Melissa Briggs, an experienced Hebrew teacher, lived in Jerusalem, now just outside of Nashville. You want to connect with her? ExploreHebrew.co.uk. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Terry Smith's interview drops. Join us on the journey to reach 200 subscribers in March, and this interview with Melissa Briggs will be on later. I'm going to guess that's kind of a significant one for you this morning, Briggs. Talking with uh, (laughs) Melissa, she is an experienced Hebrew teacher, and as we're talking about Purim this morning, taking us back to the book of Esther, how and why is the book of Esther relevant to us today? The book of Esther is still so relevant to us today. The same threats that the Jewish people were facing in the time of Esther, sadly, are still a reality today. The setting of the book of Esther takes place in Persia, and Iran is now um, modern-day Persia. It's the, the same area, and Iran still regularly calls for the annihilation of the state of Israel and the Jewish people, and anti-Semitism, sadly, is growing in many parts of the world, and this still is a really relevant thing for us to focus on uh, the evils of anti-Semitism and of God's faithfulness and protection for the Jewish people. It says in Jeremiah 31, Thus says the Lord who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If these ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the offspring or descendants of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me. And here we see that God is saying, 
if you still see the sun and moon in the sky, if you still see the waves roaring, you will know that I am still being faithful to my covenant to Israel, that they are going to be a people before me. And we see this as much as there's anti-Semitism throughout history. We see so many times God's intervention and his protection for the Jewish people. And that is, yeah, that is ongoing and something we still should be aware of and care about. And, um, there's so many other lessons from the book of Esther too. Uh, we see Esther using her position of power and her position of influence for good and something that we should seek to do where we should ask the Lord, what position, positions of influence do we have? And Lord, how would you like to use these for me to help others and to serve your kingdom? And we also see the importance of obedience because actually this bad guy in the story, Haman, he was likely a descendant of Agog, king of the Amalekites. And if we go all the way back to 1 Samuel, hundreds of years before chapter 15, we see that King Saul had been told by the Lord to fully destroy the Amalekites and he doesn't, he's not fully obedient. And that comes back to, to bite King Saul himself and uh, the loss of the kingdom there. And then also in Esther's time, we see this, uh, this hatred of Israel, this hatred of the Jewish people still at work in the descendants of Agog in Haman and this obsession he has with, with killing the Jewish people, with destroying the Jewish people. And I think that is a lesson that if God gives us the command, we should obey, not just in part, but we should obey fully. And obviously that's going to look uh, different in our lives uh, than, than it did in King Saul's life, but still something we should think about. We should think about it because oftentimes it's difficult when we're called to obey the Lord. It's not always an easy thing to do. I, I want to just for a quick second. Oh, I'm looking at the time. Okay, never mind. I won't go to my my question about food, but we can um, answer that through the link on our Facebook page, Donna Steve in the Morning, if you're curious like I am what food is used. You also mentioned, though, that the celebration of Purim is to um, help and give to other charities. What does that look like? Yeah, exactly. People, um, people especially are generous this time of year and give to those in need. And one fantastic charity, not-for-profit organization that our family supports in Israel is called Amuna Israel. And they have 160 programs across 73 cities in Israel where they are truly serving the most needy and vulnerable children in Israel. They have a hundred, or sorry, they have a thousand children that they um, have in their children's homes that have been uh, removed from their families due to severe neglect or abuse in their families. They look after those children. They're feeding elderly Holocaust survivors. They are rescuing girls off the street that are caught caught in prostitution and caring for them. They have women's shelters where they take in women and children that are facing domestic abuse. They are doing so many wonderful things. So I would really encourage you to check out their website, amunaisrael.org, and uh, ask the Lord what he would have you to do, what uh, what maybe gifts to the poor he would have you do today. Celebrating Purim, it's a holiday that is today, especially in Israel, and we're talking today to Melissa Briggs about the definition and the celebration as found in Scripture. It is Don and Steve on Moody Radio.